You are now tuning into Project Twinkie, the hottest podcast for degenerates, hosted by Caesar and his bunch of misfits. Once a week, they're here bringing you the funniest, most embarrassing, drama-filled topics you can relate to, or not. They don't really give a shit. Buckle up. All right, guys, we're back. Week three of Project Twinkies. My name is Caesar. You guys are going to be tuning in with us today. My hosts are going to be Matt, Chloe, and our lovely guest today that I will not mention yet. Chloe, like I said earlier, is currently, I thought, what upset with me in an effort to, I guess, make it even Stevens with her. I told her that she could tase me if we reached over 100 followers by the end of next month, which is going to be July. And I will pray every single night and tell them that I will be able to do that. Currently, we're at 12. So there's (laughs) not um, much hope. If you're listening to the podcast, you're obviously tuning in with us. This is week three. My whole goal with the podcast was to make it a very interactive podcast where you guys gave us feedback as to what you guys liked, what you disliked, things where we can improve on. Just uh, feedback in general, kind of make the content a little bit more exciting and better for you guys. We outsourced a lot of the work in regards to editing and stuff. Like I said earlier, we wanted to highlight and focus on content to specifically, I guess, relate to you guys, certain discussions, things that you guys might want to talk to a lot more. The guest that we have today, she's, like I said earlier, a very strong-willed individual young lady. She's passionate. She's got a lot of charisma. She's definitely someone you don't want to end up on her bad side. Uh, Her name is China. Hello. (laughs) But uh, yeah, tonight we're going to be covering the do's and don'ts of one-night stands, how it benefits certain peoples, how it negatively impacts other sexes, I guess you could say. What are some God-given rules that you have to just strictly follow with a one-night stand? Like one night stand, if it's a for sure one night stand. Then yeah, like, no, no buy on social media afterwards. Like, no, bye. One night stand, goodbye. Don't ever see me again. <laughs> goodbye. Peace. Like, I know that there's been some people that go on Tinder and then they do one night stands when they go out of town or something. Or if they do a trip, they'll do a Tinder and then mm-hmm. one night stand, that person that's there. And then bye, going back home. Guilty. Wait, have you done that? Out of town? I don't think that I have, no. I've done it multiple times. Wait, so I'm you've gone out of town yeah. and... Updated yeah. your Tinder. I'll do it a couple days yeah. beforehand. So, like, you'll switch the location of your Tinder. <laughs> so, it doesn't look too so nice. you get prepped and ready to go, huh? <laughs> Absolutely. Nice. Right. So, so like, for example, we went out to San Diego and Vegas a couple times. A couple days before we actually go, I'll switch the location of my Tinder so I can swipe and match people that are at that city. So, when I get there, I already have specific matches and people I've talked to for a day or two. So, when I get there, it's like we go out, we party. There it is, ladies and, and gentlemen. We do our thing. There the fuck There's it is. There's love. Not a slut. It's just. Really cute. No, it's what good. people do nowadays, you know? It's nothing to no, frown upon. That, but there is like mind games that do go into like social media and all that stuff. Like that's what Absolutely. it like. It's crazy. That's kind of well, the reason why. Subtweeting. Yeah. That became huge. Well, Cancel let, culture. Let me lay it out. Our definition of one night stand is insanely different from what our parents was 20 years back. 20 years back, you could... Baby boomers. You, well, yeah, you'd have to go out. You'd have to meet people. You know what I mean? You'd have to initiate that or like meet them at a club somewhere. Now it's at your fingertips. Yeah, sex was more like, especially females in general, like felt more like free than they do now, it was said. But like also like one night stands are like thing because we don't really... Marriage for our generation isn't really like a thing because of social media, because it's so easy to connect with so many people. They yes. didn't have that. So yes. it was like they didn't have really much time to waste and they didn't date i also feel like with social media though people are people are putting out a perceived notion of who they are when in reality more than 80 of people i guarantee you are nothing what it appears Mm -hmm. like they are on their social media yeah Mm -hmm. but that's what it's for and it's sometimes it's that's why i think that people get away from what social media is actually supposed to be it's supposed to be fun and if people want to 
do that. It's their content. It's whether you follow them. You don't have to follow them just because you know them. You know, no, marriage is such a stigma nowadays. Like, there's such a high bar yeah. expectation, and such a high divorce I just, rate. I think that a lot of people exactly. just see the high divorce rate exactly. and see that, like, yeah. you know, okay, it's we kind of don't have dipped. to go that route if there's no need. But I still like. But the that's of the, getting. I married. feel like marriage yeah, just stands. Same. Just goes into the one night stand thing, honestly, because like in back in the day when you marriage divorce was very frowned upon. So yeah, you so you true. wouldn't. So that's you would stay in your marriage and your husband would cheat and your husband would go do have one night stands. He had I to have one night stands younger. with women. So that's how you know that one night stands were always still around, though. I think that just goes with like the sexual evolution that's been happening with like generation after generation. Like now, like I said, sex is I guess in a sense even more glorified than it was before which oddly enough even though it is glorified and not frowned upon as much as it is we are having less sex as a generation because maybe now that it i don't know i feel like sometimes when you give people like you tell someone to do something and they're like okay i won't do it but when you're like oh, okay when you kind of back off they're like oh, okay they kind of think for themselves so that's what i think it's giving everyone a chance to think for themselves hey if i don't have to go through all those things just to be happy i don't have to go through yeah. a marriage or these and then what does that end up in result and with like kids or whatever things, yeah. yeah i think that everyone just now is being so just more conscious it, like, now that we have more choices yeah. yeah i mean if you find the right person nowadays yeah i feel like don't give it like six months before you propose Live together. Yeah, that's, argue that's a little the big bit. Thing too, they didn't. They was frowned upon to live together before you guys got married. See how you guys connect, not just together, but obviously separate. As Everyone's well. different, though. You see people that have been married for a long time, and they're just like they've. Yeah, you know, no, but no, but people that are married for. They were together since like freshman year of high school and they're still married. I'm more so people saying that are married for a long time and they like, oh, they did propose in three months or they did do this. Those are some of the happiest relationships. Yeah, absolutely. And the percentage, the chance of that happening. But the percentage of it being an actual real thing versus something that's, you know, oh, now we got to do these steps and then, okay, if these steps don't feel right, it's kind of like it's too much for sometimes. To live with someone, I think, before I could even think about getting engaged. Like, I mean, Everyone's I grew up in an Armenian family, too. so it was, like, really frowned upon. Like, when my sister, like, moved in with her boyfriend, we had to keep it for my family because, like, it was not okay with them. And they were very anti, you know, tattoos and everything. So getting back to the do's and don'ts, what are don'ts with One Night Stands for you guys? Like, what rules that are not meant to be broken? One fucking pet peeve that yours? I've had, don't fucking poop at people's houses. Whoa, what? Do not really? take a dump at a person's house. Don't do I an evolutionary. But, like, I wouldn't be mad if someone did. How do you know that they are? My room is literally... You can hear it. You, you can sense room, it. The bathroom where you were sitting, the bathroom was like that door to your right. You can sense it. wasn't it. a closet. It was yeah. the bathroom. So like if he, someone... Well, don't make it weird. You're the I mean, I tried to weird. not make it weird, but I mean, at the same time, it's like, yo, like it's done and over with. It's you the morning. You can be on your phone. Get out. You can fucking flip through Instagram. <laughs> Another thing, don't fucking linger. After a hookup, <laughs> do not linger. That is one of the biggest pet peeves I've had. With one night stands, people fucking linger more than they should. Did and you offer to drop her off? Yeah, I've offered so, to so get so some can Ubers. I call you an Uber? To get Uber? Absolutely. So can I call you an Uber and then you there's fucking rule, get it? There's, you know, if you're gonna do these, is that steps, is that a rule like, for you? No, 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 no. I can get my own fucking Uber and I can fucking walk. Go on, ever fucking get it twisted. I'm more so saying that I can fucking see it. Like I can see it. It'd be like. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. I have a rule where I like get so, a fucking Uber for them and I'll tell them like, hey, I'm gonna get an Uber for you. And then they'll like rush it off, like, no, no, just wait. Like, they'll do things to prolong it, is what I'm saying. I'm going to my mom's house. Yeah, it's like a smooth I've used that shit. excuse before. I've used that Well, excuse. then leave all day. Say you're going to church. That's I've the used... thing with dealing with guys, though. See, that's like, not that anything wrong Believe with church. Believe it or not, I've used the excuse to go into work. I've fucking dressed in my work clothes and said, <laughs> I'm going to work. Yeah, at 3 a.m., I'm going to go serve tables. At 9. 
<laughs> at nine in the morning, I've gotten dressed. In. I'm ready to go to work because I wake up probably eight, crusty ass eye, fucking hung over, head pounding. I'm like, I got to go to work. You got to go or something along those lines. Like, I'll get you an Uber, but I got to go. And that kind of insinuates that they'll see me take a shower really quick. I'll start getting see, dressed. Then if, if, if that is happening to you, then you need to have a system of something, someone that's going to save you or something that's going to, when I text my friend something, bitch, you call me and you yeah. get me out of that situation. Girls are on that shit. You have to, if, if, that, your, if that's happening. What's, what's then. Your, yeah, you just walk out. Like, what's, because uh, I know you're obviously in the game. You go out. Whoa, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Caesar. It's a lot of well, games. <laughs> Well, I've lived kind of on my own since I was like 17. And I, so I've always had my own place. And like every guy that I've pretty much hooked up with, like, has probably come to my house. So it's like getting dudes to leave is a lot harder than getting girls to leave. Let me tell you. I feel like if they want to spend the night, they're going to fucking stay. And I don't know how to be like, I mean, I'll just be like, hey, so like, are you like leaving? Like, I, feel like the, I feel like you're I like use my, I you use are my roommate. Ni- you are nice though. I use you're my You're evolving though. You've been nice up to a certain point. She's been getting a lot more stern, like her on her like thought and it process. Does not she make she's people maturing. happy. A little bit, yeah. Who cares if it nice. doesn't make people happy? Fucking makes you happy. Do what you got to do. Sits with you. Yeah, don't care about your feelings. I was just like, all right, peace. I'm leaving. And I was like, that was so beautiful. I think it was like the first time a guy's ever just been like, all right, I'm not saying that. I'm like, thank fucking. God. No, see, I, I wake up cuddle with my dog, and then I everyone wake up, complains about I my wake dog up really early. <laughs> everyone's like um i've never i don't know how many guys have told me i don't think i've ever cuddled with a girl and her dog before i'm like then i never asked you to spend the night though so Jeez. maverick sleeps with me every night i really don't know what to tell you Homie, i'm gonna change the subject attached. on you right now sir <laughs> you need to go there's the door that type of behavior yeah pretty much yeah but you won't ever say that to somebody you won't be mean like that you won't ever be like yeah you gotta leave won't you i'd be like hey honestly like i kind of don't want anyone to spend the night I've done that before. It's like, hey, I don't want anyone to stay here. They're like, okay, bye. So one of the other like uh, pet peeves that I have are fucking hickeys. I absolutely hate when people try to give people hickeys. Yeah, we're grown. We're grown, yeah. Who here has probably had the most toxic relationship outside of Chloe? (laughs) (laughs) I would say you, Caesar. Me? I don't know. I'm not going to hit you. I don't know your life. I don't even know what relationship Toxic. What is your definition of toxic, though? Like an asshole? Something like, why would you want some, to be Something that's not beneficial to your health, man. Then why would you date him in the first place? Why would you A lot of people put up with shit like that. Well, sorry we're not as smart as you, Matt. You're so smart. But you're smart. <laughs> and to... Chloe, I would even say I know. smart on a good day when she wakes up and wants you can to be. Yeah. Awesome. You can be as smart <laughs> as you fucking want, it's but want when you're in love it's with It's easy to examine the relationship after it's already been a toxic relationship. Yeah. You're like, why didn't you fucking... I didn't know during the time. No, that whole stigma of like... The best part of the relationship is in the beginning. Dudes are Absolutely. manipulative as well. Absolutely. Yeah. I disagree. Wait, what? Dude, would you disagree with what? You say, wait, you're disagreeing. No, I'm disagreeing with your statement oh. saying that the best part of the relationship is at the beginning. Why? I feel like if you have an open communication and understanding of your partner, that relationship. Well, nowadays you talk that, before you date, so it's different too. That is the phase where Shut you're figuring yes. people That's out. That's the best part of your relationship. What do you think the best part is? The end. You're obviously yeah, in the middle I, now. So. In the middle. Oh, so you've gotten past like the you oh, know you've gotten each past other, the weird fucking honeymoon like, phase where everything's got to be so fucking nitpicky, yeah, perfect, yeah, yeah, and all yeah, that yeah, shit. And you get past that, and once things are, you feel comfortable with that specific person. It's not like nitpicky at first. What do you mean nitpicky at first? It's like if I want to be with someone, I'm not gonna like hide any part of myself and wait three months to be like, okay, now, now I can tell you this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, no, why would I waste my time? It should, it should be At uh, what point in time in the relationship do you, do you go to the restroom in front of your significant other? In front, Ooh. like peer poop. Both. Both, dude. No, like I don't know. I don't know. if This is weird, but like whenever I was like, whenever I had to pee or something, and I was talking to like one of my boyfriends, like I just leave the door open. Like I don't care. But pooping, I like don't a know. A couple days in. 
I mean, pooping, I would in. hope you'd close the door if that shit, well, yeah, shit is no, smelly. Well, yeah, no, I would be pissed, but I, no, I would not want to talk to someone while they're shitting, but I don't know. Sometimes I, don't... I think that when you open the door for like that, it makes it too comfortable sometimes. <laughs> you're like, damn, well, you're going to fucking, like, like the guy is going to like now leave that door open and fucking like talk to me while he's yeah. like shitting, like too comfortable. Like no, that. but like you get what I mean though, right? Like after that initial phase of getting mm-hmm. over the weird, I guess not uncomfortable phase, but like that weird where everything's, no, you're... Still, everything's still so happy. Yeah. And you get over that, and then you guys are just casual. You guys you. are fucking almost best friends. Jesus. The weird when you guys are happy. Like, what? No, look. <laughs> you, you get what I'm saying, though, right? Like, look, no, the, first, no. the first couple months are always going to be, like, the most fucking euphoric dating months of your relationship and stuff. Phase. Right. Yeah. But I'm saying once you get past that honeymoon phase, and oh, you're so comfortable with someone that it's just casual. You guys are fucking best friends. You guys could fucking do all I that. I respect your opinion. Can platonic friendships have one-night stands? I don't even know what is the definition of a platonic relationship. Platonic. We went over this last boy week and girl weeks. that oh. aren't boy and girl oh, that like aren't dating thing. but they're oh. flirtatious things like that. And like I told you, I like. Can they withstand a one night? Yes and no. You have some people that probably can, and then some people that probably can't. It just depends. I do on not think it's values. a good idea, but it's, I don't think it's gonna ruin anything all the time. It really count as a one night stand just because you're still talking to that said individual. Absolutely, if it's a one night stand and it happened once, it's one. My, like, last longest relationship I've had was with my barber. Kind of sad that he's fucking closing shop, uh, lavish barber shops out in Madeira. Your barber was the longest relationship you had? Absolutely. I was just- Every week. If you know me, you know that I get a haircut every fucking every week fucking on the dot. Week. I spend upwards every of $1,800 a year on haircuts. That is ridiculous. He went a week and a half and started crying about it. I've just- gone to the same barber for 20 years. And it's gone to the point cuts? where we don't even, we say hello. He asks how I'm doing. I ask how I'm doing. And then he cuts my hair. We don't even talk. And then I pay him. And then I leave. Really? I feel like you're not the type to just sit there through a haircut. I, but this I, is valid. I, I, I my haircuts are usually in the morning. So I, I envisioned him as being the type that went to like a supercut or like a sports That's what I said. Super, I said supercuts and you didn't even blink. Fuck supercuts. Haircuts are therapeutic to me though. Like if I don't have a haircut every week, I get anxiety when I'm out. I feel fucking gross. Like it's just one of those things that fucking... I don't... It makes me feel uncomfortable. I don't like going out when I don't have a haircut. Is it therapeutic? I mean, yeah, I mean sure, you go- in a way, because you're getting your haircut and you become more aerodynamic. Satisfying. No, but I mean, even then, even, even when I'm sitting at the barbershop, I talk with my barber. Like, we have guy talk, locker talk, whatever right. you want to call it. We're, we're sitting there and we're talking, like, amongst the barbers Girls and stuff that. Like, I like that. that. This guy's like my grandfather. I've known oh. it for so long. This guy's 27, 28 years old. He's a couple years older than me. We're, like, fucking great friends. We're, I don't know. I just cut my hair. You don't want to force a conversation? I, I mean, if I have to, like, I don't mind having a conversation with somebody. Not at all. I'm, I I'm, I can have a conversation with somebody. Let, like, force but it for I that would, whole time, That the duration of you being I feel there, like right? you have a conversation with somebody that mm-hmm. A, increases the time you get in your haircut because... They're not paying attention Like, when I went to Great hair. American Barbershop, I'm there for an hour. When I go to my guy, Alan... That is true. I can test to that. minutes in and out. And the haircut's cheaper. I know him. It's great. You don't think that I, with, like, girls when you get your hair done? Like, I feel like the more they talk, the less they're paying attention. Absolutely. Well, you don't die, die your hair, I love though. him. He's yeah. a great guy. Yes, I do. A guy at American really? Barbershop. I dye my hair black, yeah. Do you, you like really? close with your salon person? I really do. No, I just haven't gotten it done because she canceled my appointment before, like, the lockdown. So how is it with girls? Like, are you guys loyal to one, like, hairstylist for your entire oh, yes. life or how? Because let me tell you a story. Sure I, I cheated on my barber two, three times. and you cheated. You went to another barber. I, it's fucking cheating, bro. He feels very It shy. is cheating. Okay. I felt like a piece of shit. And let me fucking tell you, that conversation when I went in there, he fucking knows. Like, he wow. can tell that I got a haircut from somebody else. Oh, like, th- dude, he could fucking yes. tell. That He's, is such a real thing. And the it's conversation that I've had with him perceiving that was just like, 
how you been, man? Like it's it's a lot more serious of a tone that I can sense from him as opposed to when I go week in and week out with him. He would look at me, he's like, "Hey, where'd you get your haircut?" Like, he'll just like ask me. He's almost grilling me, like, nah, it's, like he's almost he's grilling like, me, like he's my salty. fucking girlfriend. They check he's the cowlick, like, bro. Like, yeah. He's like, "Where'd you get these fucking nicks on your neck?" Like, what, what's going on? We'll yeah, wind you, no. we'll wind you up. Check the cowlick, bro. Like, it's a little bit different. With no. Right in the same spot. Yeah, it was a weird situation, and I'm, bro, getting back and trying to make it up to him, fucking weekend, going back and I'm like, "Yo, dude, I'm sorry." Like, I'm, I'm sorry. Back. It's just yeah, COVID, tip. Let, let me tell you something. Yeah, yeah, you got a tip of extra. COVID nineteen fucking tested me. It's an extra twenty dollars. I'm sorry, bro. COVID nineteen tested me, bro. He didn't cut hairs for about three weeks. Those three weeks were fucking god awful. I ended up getting a haircut from somebody else. I went back because he started cutting hair. He started doing house calls. I'm pretty sure I heard about your hair at least seventeen times in those three weeks. If there are any good barbers out there that can cut hair, let me know because I went to a barber two okay. days ago. I just imagine you saw in the shower, just shampooing your hair, so fucking long, like half a centimeter longer. <laughs> No, oh, I went no, to. He's I, Mexican. That shit was growing. It grows. Back to you, ladies, yeah, yeah, on the salons and stuff. How does that work? Do you guys just stick with one artist, like one hairstylist? Well, yeah, like if I life? if I get my nails done by so another person. Yeah. yeah, if I get wait, my so nails your done. your stylist does it all for you, like your nails and then your hair and all that stuff, or how's it? No, I go to one girl for my hair, one girl for my nails, and one girl for my pedicure. Do they all work at the same spot? No, so that's how like committed I am to this shit. You know, it sounds I have expensive. Terrible it's hair fine. experiences, to be honest. When I was a junior in high school, I went to this lady and I showed her a picture of, okay, I don't know if any of you guys remember how light my hair was before I dyed it purple, but it was like, it was like on the blonder side. This bitch got fired four days later for being on a bunch of different types of crack. Um, and she on left crack? me. Yeah, she was on a bunch of different drugs and she left me under the freaking thing for way too long. And I started like, there was no one in there. She left me to go pick up her kid and she didn't tell me. There was no one else in there and the thing was locked. And my so head started burning and there, she bleached it. So when I got out of the thing, my head was bleeding, first of all. Like it literally like a stripe in my hair. Like nice. was it was completely Q-tip white. And my hair was down to here before. It was so dead that in a week it fell off to my collarbones. All of it just fell off. Really? And it took two years to go back and I was fucking livid. And so I go to this lady now who's really good and she's cute as fuck. You're Middle Eastern, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. How is that? Like, you guys have that stigma, obviously, being hairy and stuff like that. Oh, that. dude, from my mom, that bitch was making fun of me. Like, <laughs> since I was a child, I was like, you're the reason why I'm into Because, like, for a long time, like, my sister and my brother, they're Punjabi also. Are you the youngest? And or? I was the baby for a while. The baby? Yeah. No, but, like, my mom would always, I don't know, she wouldn't make me feel good about being Indian or being Hindu. Wait, what? So you are? I'm part Middle Eastern, yeah. What like, are, a little bit. Like, I don't even know how. Huh? What are all your thingamabobs? Japanese, Mexican, and Hindu. Punjabi. Gotcha. Great mix. Literally to this day, I can go to a liquor store and guys at work at the liquor store are like, are you Punjabi? And a lot of times like my sister and I would be like, no, we're not. We're not Punjabi because we just never really liked that stigma towards yeah. it. Now I think that they're so fucking beautiful. I wish that I looked more Punjabi. Those Indian bitches are fire. Of my hair. Just pitch black. That's the only fucking part of Armenian. I got. Are you Asian? No. Oh, okay. Hey, Matt, can we talk about your infatuation with Asians? Oh, my God. Please, can we elaborate a little bit, please? <laughs> that's really. my type. Hey. No, yeah, I, awesome. absolutely. Everyone's got a specific type they like. But what characteristics or at what point in your life did you know that that's the route that you liked? First of all, I think a lot of like character traits on what other people like is developed in high school. I mean, a lot of things are developed in high school. But high school was definitely a trial and error for me. Yeah. Like, I talked to people and then I was like, okay, what the fuck? And then, you know, I definitely developed a lot of character stigmas in what I like and what I want to date. 
in high school and it, has, it hasn't changed since high school? No, not really. Wow. Like how much have you dated though to kind of say, okay, I used to think that way before. And now that I've kind of gone out with someone, mm, that's kind of changed my opinion on that. You're allowed to change it. I like You're 100% right, changed. but I just can't. I'm infatuated. I don't know why. <laughs> Asians. No, I, like you said, I think everybody has a preference. I don't necessarily say I have a preference. I just feel like if I find someone attractive, I'll kind of go for it. But you kind of lean towards something that you already like, though. And it's it's hard not to. Like, if you see... I can probably tell you that I'm very diversified. I guess I just more or less, like, if I hit it off with someone and they're attractive, then so be it. I don't necessarily, like, go out and be like, yo, I'm going to find a fucking Asian girl today. I'm going to find a black girl today. It's just more or less I go out. I'm, we are plotting today, sister. You got. I will find you that white boy. I will today, find you. You let me know, I sister. I will. Super warm when I did that. I will be on the lookout for you if you have a type and we go out. One of the greatest wing ladies I can ever tell you about is that young lady right there, Allie French, <laughs> my best friend. Uh, great girl. She fucking pulls numbers for you left and right. I'm not gonna get into the Fresno State story when we're at the tailgate event because, or she. Oh, oh no, RIP. I'll fucking bring that fucking story up right now. Holy shit. That fucking shenanigans story. So shout out shenanigans. They're closed now, so we can actually say their name. But uh no, we went to shenanigans. We're drinking. Allie's fucking gone by this point. She's drunk. I start drinking. I spot a group of girls I like. I'm like, cool, I'm gonna go over there. Group of them. All of them. It was three of them. There's one in the group that I had spotted, and I was like, yo, she looks cute. Let me go talk to her. I went over, I started talking to her, I introduced myself. Mind you. Before this, I was hanging out with her and we were drinking and she somehow got a hold of my phone. I had no recollection of this whatsoever. I believe so, it. So I'm up there talking to the girl and I buy her a drink. We started hitting it off, whatever. I get to the point where I'm asking, like, I'm, I asked her for her number. I start fucking frantically looking for my phone. I'm like thinking someone stole my fucking phone. And she's at this point, she's thinking I'm a fucking dick. Like I literally like. I'm looking like a fucking jackass in front of her because I asked her for a number. I can't find my fucking phone. I don't know what she was thinking in her head, but I guarantee like, she was <laughs> not happy. Was. She wasn't fucking happy. And <laughs> yeah. at that point, I asked her for her phone and I put like my phone number in her like thing or whatever. Right. And fucking Allie at that precise moment walks by, fucking gives a little mean ass giggle, rolls her eyes and looks at me and fucking flashes me my phone as she walks by. <laughs> the, the girl I'm asking for her number sees that. Thinks Allie's my girlfriend and thinks I'm an immediate fucking douchebag. 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 I would Welcome think- to New Jersey, huh? Yeah. So douchebag. She thinks I'm a douchebag and fucking like straight up walks away. I'm sitting there like, fuck. Like, that the one that got away, ladies and gentlemen. The <laughs> one that got Funny away. Funny. <laughs> That's probably my life, bro. They I, get away. I put... I put her down in my phone as cute shenanigans girl. There's your first problem. You don't even catch her name. First, Matt would have like, caught her name. Matt would have bought her fucking flowers in the morning. Matt yeah, would have made sure she got the fucking Matt Uber. Would have lost the first place. <laughs> Matt is our designated simp of the podcast. We've been over this. He will go above and beyond for a girl to fucking win affection in return. He'll he'll go above and beyond. Like I said earlier, Matt is our designated simp. We've been over this. We've talked about this. Example after example has come <laughs> up. Fucking laugh, you know your role, simp. You know you want a simp in your life. Hey, settle you down. You know you want a simp in your life. Settle down, simp. Oh, okay. <laughs> as much criticism as I give you, it's honestly not a bad trait to have. When you find that- Not a fucking simp. <laughs> talking about you actually are going on with this and you're explaining how when, 
I'm simply airing out facts. For- simply. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, look, it's not a bad trait to have, man. Sorry, when you meet the girl of your life, like the girl of your dreams, I expect every I'm guy not to even be. simping over the girl of my life, though. I don't even talk to her. I happen to show up to work if she's there or not. Then I'll oh, talk if to she her. works with us, she's playing hard to get. <laughs> oh, elaborate a little bit more on that. No, 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 it's nobody. It's nobody. <laughs> yeah, it's me, Chloe. It's me, I'm Mario. <laughs> so Matt does this whenever he gets mad. <laughs> and now I'm mad. How am I always a fucking the dude? Brett. I'm the, the hot chip challenge guy. I'm the fucking simp. I'm the fucking I'm the motherfucker. Like what else am I? No, no, no. But I mean, like I said, we've kind of like talked about it, and it's not necessarily a bad thing to have at certain points. In your no, life. absolutely not. It's That's sad. why I'm making fun of it so much. <laughs> no, seriously. Honestly, Matt, embrace it, dude. <laughs> You've been tuned into Project Twinkie for a whole hour. You really are degenerates. If you like the show, give us five stars. Follow us on social media and YouTube at Project Twinkie with two E's. See you next week.